the hurling pod. He said he'd how much he hated Cork as well. This fella just seems to hate everybody, right? So this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet. I think I might leave it up. We might get a bit heated. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. And this is Off the Ball Saturday News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. Off the Ball is coming to the Cork Podcast Festival. Join us on Sunday, the 27th of August, in the Cork Opera House. Special guests to be announced very soon. Don't miss out on a great night of conversation and crack in the heart of the Rebel County. For tickets, go to www.corkpodcastfestival.ie forward slash off dash the dash ball. Will Cork be celebrating the Sam McGuire Cup? Are there are wild cards going to win this? The schedule for the All-Ireland Senior Football quarterfinals at Croke Park is as follows. Today we've got the last two champions, Kerry and Tyrone, throwing in at 3.45. Ross Mundy's a reporter down at Croke Park. Then we have our man, Monaghan, beginning at 6. Tomorrow, Derry and Cork meet at 1.45. Dublin and Mayo go head-to-head at 4. To look at, delighted to be joined in studio by the former All-Ireland winner with Kerry, Sean O'Sullivan, and the ex-Monaghan skipper and Ulster title winner, Owen Lennon. Sean and Owen, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thank you. Delighted to have you in and obviously you'll be down at Croke Park later on lads um, you can text us folks if you're out in the road if you're in a passenger uh, 53161 gives a shout out oh and this is what it's all about like Monaghan's got a population of what just over 60,000 you're in an All-Ireland minor final first time since 1939 you're in a senior quarter final today you must be buzzing up in the Farney. Yeah, a lot of good things happening in Monaghan um, this last few years. Um, I think in fairness, like just thinking about that, coming on, on the way up the road, I suppose when Colm Kyle came in in 03, he was there, first massive big win. Uh, we beat Armagh after being all Ireland champions. So then, you know, Seamus McEnany came in and then obviously Malik and stuff like that. So there's just a great buzz around the county at the minute and everybody, there's not too much to do down in Monaghan. Everybody's just involved in football and loved, loves it at the minute. So, um, no, a lot of, a lot of great work uh, being done there. Malone is over the, the minors, but Paul O'Connor's there with him and Paul O'Connor's over the coaching set up in Monaghan and he's behind a lot of the good stuff that's happening there. But um, yeah, great buzz, great great to be here today and uh, what a festival weekend we have. Were there up. many flags hanging out of windows, uh, blue and white flags the way down to yeah. the, on the Dublin? On the, was it the M1? Yeah, yeah, no, there was serious traffic like, you know, with the three Ulster counties coming up the road. So no, great, great buzz, great buzz. So all looking forward to it this You've weekend. great administrators as well, Amon and Sean McCaig, Pork Duffy as well. Yeah, yeah, and Pork's actually working behind the scenes with Finney there on the Monon team. Um, he'd be the organising man, so no better man there that Finney has pulled in around him. So yeah, a, a lot of good things happening there, but um, I suppose that'll be all left aside now today at quarter to four, uh, taking on our man. Sean, 20 years ago, you're playing Tyrone yourself. Thanks, John. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Spillane's famous game. <laughs> How long did it take you to bring that up, John? Yeah, Just a couple of minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, Kerry and Tyrone obviously have... have great history um, I suppose the noughties it's, it seemed like every second year they were playing each other and Kerry would win an All-Ireland and then Tyrone would come back the following year and win it and then we'd meet along the way and yes absolutely they, whatever about them John um, I know I was speaking here on here yesterday morning to Shane and, and, and Adrian it's, 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 like, it's like they flick a switch when they see the green and gold jersey in Croke Park I don't know what it is up there Owen I, I, maybe you, you know more about them because you're, you're closer to them but they just see the green and gold jersey and whatever way Tyrone are going and I know they're not coming into tomorrow, uh, today's game with huge momentum they had a good win over Donegal they should have been out of the championship John let's be realistic if John Heslin had kicked that free they were gone 
but it's always things like that it's years like that where Tyrone are just coming in maybe as that underdog where they just find that performance Kerry was the perfect draw for them I really do think that but down below we feel that Tyrone is a good draw for us too because we really need to check ourselves out Two years out. ago you'll be hurting after that as well that 3-14 that you conceded and Yeah yeah. and I watched that game back the other night and I, I definitely think if if Kerry were doing their video analysis during the week and Jack had the lads sitting down it's definitely the barometer they're going to go on I mentioned yesterday to the lads that for the middle quarter of the game for about 10 minutes before half time and 10 minutes after Kerry did very very silly things they played right into the Tyrone traps I don't think you'll see that today I think you'll see a Kerry team who want to move that ball fast especially in the wide open spaces of Croke Park Tyrone will have you know Dewar and Logan will have obviously set up for it but I think you'll see a different Kerry today where they don't run into those traps they don't carry the ball into the tackle and they get they get that ball moving up toward the man as quickly as possible Did Tyrone do your head in for a while? Because every single time it seemed in the, in the noughties they'd had your number It's funny every time Toronto won the All-Ireland they come through Kerry They have yeah. They have um, Do our head-ins uh, Maybe Possibly But look at the end of the day John If you want to win an All-Ireland you're going to have to beat the best teams out there and during the noughties Tyrone were a great great team and for whatever reason they got the better of us now it wasn't always by that much you know there was a little things that swung games I know they pulled away from us in the 08 final towards the end Sean Kevin had the game of his life you know a fantastic display but there was a great save uh, about midway through the f- second half where Declan O'Sullivan had a great goal chance and if that I think it was Pascal McConnell was in goal zone for, yeah. for Tyrone if that sticks in the bottom corner that game has swung and we have the momentum and who knows how it would have ended up but look we have no problem down in Kerry saying that on the days that we lost to them we were beaten by a better team but you know what it, it kind of made us bounce back and, and, and we always bounced back and, and came back and won an All-Ireland if not the year after then maybe the year after that so uh, they have something over us John but I think Jack pointed out that we've won the last three of the four championship games against them so yeah, maybe 15, the tide is turning as well yeah obviously 21 is the latest one that we have to go on but hopefully at 5 o'clock today Day we'll be we'll be celebrating and they've uh, been you're a bugbear as well in 13 and 15 because you, obviously you won Ulster both years and you got to Croke Park and it just yeah 18 yeah. as well and yeah I feel your pain Sean because we <laughs> actually come up against them in the, the 07 and 10 Ulster final as well and to be honest now you can reflect back but we at the time beat ourselves up one and why could we not beat Tyrone at that time but when you look at it now and look at the players they had they were they were just a better team than us at that time like we were close to them but they were just slightly better and they are phenomenal players and that success obviously breeds true success so you see the players they're coming through now and they're getting you know I think yes they haven't been brilliant been a wee bit patchy this year but just that new dimension they have now they've brought in young Rory Canavan as well um, it adds, it looks like a great, you know, they look at the two sets of forwards setting up here today. It looks like a serious match we have in our hands, you know. You talk about 07, we ended up playing in the quarterfinal That's that right. year and uh, yeah. geez, that was a great game. That yeah. was a great game, John. I don't know if you remember it. I remember Banty saying his heart was broken oh, or being ripped they, they, out of it. That's we were right. gone. That Monaghan had us uh, if you were a fly on the wall in the Kerry dressing room at half time Paul Galvin was after hurting his shoulder he had an ice pack on we didn't know whether he was going to come out for the second half or not he wanted to the medical team were kind of saying no typical of the men he just threw off the ice pack and he grabbed fellas around him and he said let's go because we were in a huge battle that day yeah. I mean I think I think you took the lead around 68 minutes you put a high, a high ball in yeah. and uh, they got a goal at the end no we were we were good at that time because obviously Monaghan has never beat Kerry in the championship until the minors did so that was a massive match for mm. us and at, to be honest yes we didn't win but I give a serious belief Absolutely. that we were close to such a, yeah. such a good yeah. team but um, you know I think even Monon has moved on now uh, I think they have that wee bit of belief coming up against the bigger team
teams now they can take them on like. but John you mentioned there about small populations and you mentioned yeah. Bonham it, it comes down to the coaching and yes look don't get me wrong of course it, it comes down to the bit of funding and the GDAs and the schools and, and, and in the clubs and so on but you see Monaghan now what they're doing at minor level they beat a very good Kerry minor team there last Saturday above in, uh, above in Tullamore you know that was a fancied Kerry minor team who had put a lot of work in and they were beaten by, by a very good Monaghan team I watched it it's amazing regardless of your population if you have the guys doing the good work at ground level starting in your schools your clubs and you can generate that through the levels regardless of your population or your, 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 the amount of clubs you have in the county you will reap the benefits and Monaghan have always been a, a brilliant example of that I, I don't want to be disingenuous and say they've been punching above their weight because they haven't they've had some fantastic footballers but it all comes from below and bringing that quality through and it's a collective really own isn't it it's, mm-hmm. it's not down to one big club producing all the time or two or three clubs it's about bringing them through to schools we had the same in Kerry for a long time where people were asking why aren't we producing players under age level and Donald Daly who actually we stopped in Bird Hill on the way up for a cup of coffee and I met Donald former Kerry footballer who's took over the whole coaching in, in Kerry and revamped the whole thing. He revamped the whole development squad system, the school's coaching improved and in turn the club coaching improved at, at underage level in particular. And we went through a period where we won five minors in a row. Now you can say, right, well where are those minors now? You know, we have we have brought a lot of them onto well, the David senior Clifford's team. David one of them, wasn't it? Exactly. Clifford, O'Shea, Gavin White, Jason Foley, all playing today, all came through that minor team of 14, 15. So you have to start somewhere. And I think Monaghan have been a brilliant example of that. Of It can be done. Kildare are doing it. Sligo did it under 21 level. Exactly. Now, you, you talk about Kildare there. They're obviously a, a very big county, but it doesn't matter if you have the people who want to work as a collective and put the time and effort and the right structures in at the base level level, you will reap the benefits down through the years, you know. If you're Tyrone today, what do you do in terms of David Clifford? Do you double mark him? How do you keep him out of the game or limit his, um, his impact? Yeah, I, I think they'll definitely uh, they'll double up on him. But I'd say they'll do, ser- obviously they'll do serious video work on him. But I've noticed about him, he's a lot of time cutting in of his, on his left-hand side. And you can see teams now starting, and now they haven't fully done it, but they're starting to catch on a wee bit. But Tyrone will bring that with 100% intensity. And I do think, I think Tyrone is a real chance here today because Tyrone, you know what they're going to bring. This is the match that they wanted because they're a wee bit unsure where they're at at the minute. I think they're just, uh, I know it'll be both ways, but Tyrone will What totally about the three weeks thing that this is their third week in a row? Does that make any difference? Um, I don't know. So, we, we can tell you later on this yeah, evening. Yeah, there's but so much Building, building that wee bit of momentum where Kerry you know have been sitting there you know and iffy enough you know they were beaten against their uh, Mayo they haven't had that many difficult matches then after that you know what I mean two easy enough matches so they're a wee bit unsure where they're at I think obviously Tyrone just would be relishing this licking their lips at this and uh, it makes for a great match but I, I won't be surprised if, if Tyrone just pipped Kerry today Will they go long with the kickouts, Tyrone because they've got a good midfield Niall Morgan will do you think they'll yeah, I was. I would most definitely say, John. Yeah, again, going back to that twenty-one game, Nile Morgan went long with everything, and Tyrone, not so much early on. I think Kerry broke even, but uh, Tyrone will fancy their midfield, and 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 if they're not winning it clean through through, uh, I think what who are the best midfield in the country at the moment? To be honest, maybe. Yeah, I, I think they are up there at the moment as the best midfield. Um, Kerry are going to be up against it if they're not either winning clean possession or, or the breaks, you know. Um, 
And look, at the end of the day, Owen played you most most of your career in, out in that middle middle of the field. It's 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 the engine room, John. It's it's where you need to get your hands on the ball. It's no point having the David Cliffords and the Paul Ganeys and the Shawnee Shays inside, or the Canavans and the McCurries on the other side. If you can't get them the ball, you have to get them the O'Neills into their hands so they can cause the problems. If you're start of start of of possession out around the middle, you're up against it. But going back to your point on David David Clifford, and of course, look, we always end up talking about him because he's such a, a focal point of every game he plays in. Have you noticed what he's been doing in the last few games against Cork and Louth? When the traffic has been in around the top of the D, David has took it upon himself to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. He actually swaps positions now with Shawnee Shane. It was very evident against Louth, actually. Did you see it on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, what he does now is he, he, he completely pulls his men out of there, gets out around even just inside the 45-yard line. And what Clifford has is just that an unbelievable boot of a ball. Yeah, yeah. And he completely negates the blanket defence because if you slip the ball to him, anywhere at all within 40, 35 yards out he's splitting the post Yeah, yeah no you're he, right on that because his scoring zone is bigger than a lot of other players Exactly, you know exactly I mean? Everyone talks about this magic scoring zone about being the top of the D and you coach young fellas I was with the 20s for two years you, you were coaching yourself top of the D lads let's get it into the top of the D the top of the D now is so congested at times you can't find a little breathing space yeah. so he's actually taken upon himself now to come out and the two points he kicked against Loud back to back within a minute mm-hmm. now they did have a little breeze behind their back in Port Leash we have to take that into account if you watch the build up to those scores he's actually came out and he's demanding the ball he wants the ball He just give me the ball and he's just turning looking and popping over the bar your blanket defence is completely negated then. And all of a sudden, the guy marking Clifford, whether it be Ronan McNamee today or, you know, whoever it was, uh, Shanley down against, uh, in, in Parky Cueve against, against Cork, you're going, well, hold on, I, I'm trying to mark him tight inside. Now he's pulling me out and he's kicking points over his shoulder. What am I to do here? So all of a sudden, Clifford is asking him different questions, you know? Yeah, and the other danger with that, if you start to bring David out, Tyrone will obviously be watching this. Right, we have him out at the 45, his defender. What's he going to do? Exactly. Away you go for a run. So yeah. that could yeah. Give yeah. You bring him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring players. him for a run and tire him out. By the how time how does midfield, you're talking about Brian Candy, Colin Kilpatrick there. How has midfield play changed? Because it's not what it was 20, 30 years ago when it was like yeah. the automatic thing was to hit it into the centre of the park. Now it's a systems game. Yeah, it is really it, it has changed a, a couple of times for me. Do you know it used to go all short kickouts, and you know the the midfielders were totally done away with there for a few years. But it's come back again. Right. T- teams are pressing up again, and there's still a lot of long kickouts to, to be contested. To be and you'll even see today with uh, Armagh and Monon, like Monon will be happy for Armagh to press right up because Rory Began can boot that ball sixty yards, and they were very close against Kildare. They could have got three goal chances out of that. So you know teams are looking at that and seeing. So that I. I think Monon would be happy enough with Arma uh, pushing up because he, he can do that. But listen, Morgan can do it. You know, there's Absolutely. a lot of keepers yeah. can bang it over the top. So that's the intriguing battles and the, the wee nuggets you'd be looking for in the matches yeah. here today. It's funny though how the, the, the kick out has, you know, I suppose Cluxton changed the whole thing really. Like. The whole Gaelic football. Oh, he did. He did, like, you know, and he's. You know, it, it might it might sound a bit, uh, you know, how's a Kerry man saying this? But I was delighted to see Cluxton come back. To be honest with you, because he's just uh, he just brings a complete different dimension to the games he plays in. Like, and you're nearly interested to see is he bringing something new again? Because he's just that type of character. But a funny story, actually, uh, Dear McMurphy, who's uh, the ex Kerry goalkeeper, Owen, you would have been under a lot of his kickouts in your day. Uh, I roomed with him with Kerry, and it just goes back to how the kickout was, you know. And Cluxon had just come into the game, probably the early noughties, mid noughties. Yeah. 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 And I remember saying to Dear one time we used to room together at Kerry Games, and I'd say to him, um, well, you know, this Cluxton fella, Dear like, has he changed goalkeeping or kickout? 
coat. It's like, what's your philosophy to goalkeeping? <laughs> Murph, was, Murph was pretty straight to the point. He said, I'll tell you my philosophy on kicking now. He said, I kick it out 70 yards and if they're good enough outside, they'll catch it. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Was his philosophy. But it's amazing how then Cluxton came and Began came and, you know, now Ethan Rafferty has gone in and it's just unbelievable but to that, see. But also the press on it as well. Absolutely, absolutely. But you have to, you have to be able to do both now as a modern day goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. As Owen said, Niall Morgan, Kerry will press Tyrone's kick out today. I'd be very surprised, John, if they don't. No problem to Morgan. He's going to go along. As you see, you mentioned two of the best midfielders in the country there. He'll back them every, all, all day, every day to go and catch that ball over Jack Barry and Dimmer O'Connor. We're hoping, obviously, that the two lads will have a big game for Kerry today. And I think they can. I think, think, think they really can. Jack Barry needs a big game in particular, I think. But um, you had some great battles with Darrow Shea down through the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of good battles with him. But uh, even when you mentioned Stephen Cluxton there, um, because I would have played uh, Sigerson football along with Stephen. Okay, and I know yeah. Stephen. Yeah. But Stephen's such a serious gay mm. and really professional. And I think that's one thing he'll bring back to the Dublin setup yeah. today. You know, he doesn't he doesn't show much emotion on his face. And I think not only his own performances, his own kickouts, but know about the man and Stephen to pull by his back into line and just do your job and stuff like that. So I think he brings a, a, I don't know, new professionalism. But he's the right keen on the pitch for Dublin. Yeah, he? He's he the is, leader on the pitch is, for is, 20 is, years. John, Desi Farrell would not have gone to the links to get that man back into the setup. And when he came back in first, the big burning question was, oh, he can't go back in as number one. He can't after, um, sorry, his name escapes Evan me. Comerford. After Comerford playing so come on like do you know what I mean it, it was always going to happen he just brings yes that experience off the pitch do you tell me Stephen you know him better than I do on obviously that he was going to sit on the bench and take a bit part role he was coming back in to be number one he's back in he hasn't conceded a goal since that's he's been a, back in the goal uh, yeah that's it yeah. since the, the uh, cream rises to the top and, and yeah. you know it, it, tough on Evan Comerford very tough yes but and David O'Hanlon look yeah. at that uh, yeah sorry O'Hanlon it was played a lot of the league didn't he yeah but you look at that Dublin panel today it's probably their strongest panel all year mm. with Cluxon we'll, at number one. We'll, we'll see if we'll see if Jack McCarthy plays tomorrow. We'll come back come to that a bit later on. Five three one zero six. Want to get in touch if you're if you're a passenger out there. If you're on the way to Croker, give us a shout out. I'd uh, love to hear from you. Five three one six. I hate keep hearing uh, analysts saying Toronto be out of the championship. If John Hasn scored at the end, which of course is true. Though it's been overlooked as Westmead nearly beat Galway and Armagh as well. Well, they definitely nearly beat Armagh, and then they well, just in the last what quarter against Galway that they faltered. Uh, it's amazing that the Canavans, uh, Peter the Great. And now it's Dara and Rory, or especially Dara, are playing a role now with Tyrone. Yeah, and he's playing, and a lot of people talking about him with the smile on his face. But geez, they're dangerous off, off both feet. Like Dara, like he's ju- he's just every time he gets the ball, he's just going at you. Uh, played against Monon the first day, the first half, he was just unbelievable. He he just couldn't be managed. So that's that's a big job. I think Paul Morphy's back in the Kerry team, uh, so that will maybe nullify one of them a wee bit. But uh, he's an exciting player. He you know he's really really good, and he's still two still really young lads yet. As well as that, I think what it brings for Tyrone. Is it may even fr- free up McCurry a wee bit more. Yeah, McCurry, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Matty Donnelly might get a few more scores and stuff like that as well because there'll be so much focus going on the Canavans now. So, um, But, um, th- you know, the more we watch them, they're, they're getting closer. They're looking, at, p- looking like Peter, but there's a lot of pressure on their shoulders, unfortunately. Uh, Paddy Taddy's had a huge influence on Kerry defensively. Obviously, they only conceded one goal in the championship. It was so tight last year, especially in the final. Um, is that as solid as it was? I think so, yeah. And I, do you know what? We were only chatting coming up in the car there. I travelled up with three friends today from, from Cremon and um, we were saying how much Fleck, and this is even from within Kerry, probably wor- even worse within Kerry, that the Kerry defence still seemed to get. You know what I mean? And 
Paddy came in last year and and obviously with the help of, of, of the management team but he, obviously he brought that experience of how we sit up when we don't have the ball we'd certainly looked like a lot steelier a lot more streetwise definitely tighter uh, as a unit than we did in the previous few years uh, uh, on our way to the All-Ireland last year and as you said John we've only conceded one goal in the championship you know so far this year maybe during the league things weren't as watertight as we would have liked um, I think there was that was down to maybe a few new guys getting a run in the defence uh, Jack was trying to, to look for new fellas you know for his for his stability squad for the championship so I wouldn't be overly concerned about our league form Um I think the I think Paddy Telly's influence has been massive, and and I do think our defence probably does get a little bit unwarranted criticism. But as we just alluded to there, they're going to get a good test today. You know, they are going to get a good test today with those Canavans, McCurry, Matty Donnelly's playing fantastic football. You know, the, for for probably the latter stages of his career, what a servant he's been to Tyrone. He's playing excellent. I think he knits the whole thing together. Did he score three points and play against Donegal again the last day? A poor Donegal team, let's let's face it, but he, he knits that whole forward line together. He allows the McCurries and the Canavans to, to do their thing. But I do think our defence gets a bit of criticism that that's probably not always warranted. Owen made a good point I think Paul Murphy is back in today with the job of taking Rory Canavan out in the wing I think that's Paul's job I know Rory is quick but Paul is a good Tigerish defender and, and as I just said he's, he's around a long time and good experience he's also a very good kick passer for me I think inside I would be plumping for Jason Foley on Derek Canavan and I would go with Tom Sullivan on McCurry as you know in games that can change very quickly you know the, especially in intense game in Croke Park positions can switch all the time that would be the way I see it lining up at the start but we'd have to wait and see This is the Saturday panel Sean O'Sullivan from Kerry Owen as well from Monaghan um, Owen Lennon on the All-Ireland quarterfinals and Owen and this is just I, I, I don't think there's disappointment that our man Monon are playing each other from both counties' perspectives, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think for both counties they would have been happy enough for the draws, nearly the draw. Both would have wanted. Um and, you know, the last couple of years, you know, every match has been really tight. They played earlier on this year in the league. Monon was missing a lot of players. Um but still it come down to two points. Armad is a stronger team out there, but don't you don't bet Monon by two points. Um Rory not like him, he made a bit of a mistake on the kick out. So if you had it taken that away, it would have been fairly close. So I see today uh, again very close, more more close than maybe the the, the bookies would uh, suggest. I think. What gives I, you hope? Well, what gives me hope is that, like, say, if Conor McManus doesn't start or does start, like he hasn't really. He's played a sub there this last couple of games, and if you were sitting back looking at it, it probably hasn't suited me. He hasn't no, played that role. You've no, been such no. a top player from yeah. on. And but if he has so, been, he's been the best player in the oh, history. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So you know, will will Vinny possibly start him today? Because no bet the man that when we get the Crow Park. Do you think Conor, he should? Conor, I, I personally would start him because when he gets the Crow Park, Conor McManus, this is when I play ball. When yeah. the lights come on, so it's it's. Uh, I think Monon can take the chance today and I and I would start him because uh, Monon's going to need scores Armagh have serious forwards there and I think Connor, like we don't have that many f- uh, out and out forwards we have some actually half backs playing in the forwards so I think we're going to need Connor there today playing to get us Will you be defensive scores. then orientated early on do you think then Yeah I think I definitely think it's going to be uh, both teams going back defensive uh, I think Monon have been caught sometimes when too defensive Donegal kicked uh, points from long range against them Derry kicked points from long range against them 
So they got that a wee bit more right against Kildare. They got a few turnovers outside the 45. So I think they're going to need to do that today. Um, but it is going to be a cagey. I think discipline is going to be key. I think they're going to be in each other's faces for, for 70 minutes. I think there's a whole battle, a whole new game going on between the two keepers, depending on which team is behind because either keeper start pre- pressing up on, on uh, kickouts. So I think there's there's intriguing battles. But I think Vermont to win, I think they're going to need to get scores from all around the pitch and, and even their defenders. 15 to 20 points. <sighs> 15 to 20 points enough um, just looking at it you take out the Monon Kildare match Monon have been conceding on average 18 19 points I think they're going to like Monon has been known as a really defensively mm-hmm. solid yeah. structure this year I don't know they're just leaking a lot more scores now they closed it down a wee bit against Kildare but they're going to have to keep Kildare to maybe 14 15 points which is going to be difficult but it's that's what Monon has been built on this last couple of years we have had good defences so but they're going to need that today to beat Armagh yeah. Rian O'Neill could be back then for Armagh yeah yeah are they going to kick it into yeah, that forward line? Yeah. You see, you talk about McManus being a game changer like Reno O'Neill is a game changer for Armagh, but I, I just don't know. Like, Do they get caught between a rock and a hard place sometimes with where to play him? You know what I mean? Because he, he can shoot the lights out on his day but you know I think I think McGinney doesn't quite know at the moment where, where O'Neill is at you know obviously he had the suspension and so on and he had a, he had a, an injury which he took a while to come back from so I mean if he's inside of course he's that out and out target man but I mean similar to what Tyrone will do with David Clifford I mean Vinnie Corey isn't going to allow uh, Reno O'Neill the freedom of Croke Park inside there you know he's going to be bottled up so then does 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 McGinney decide okay well I'll, I'll get more out of him outside the pitch but then he's very far away from goal and he mightn't have that big an influence uh, on the game I, you know? I, I think you're right on that I think Kieran McGinney you know at this stage he's 9 or 10 years into his man I don't think he has found his best team I yet. don't think so Yeah, no, he hasn't no, found it no. now that can cause confusion for Monon you don't know what way they're going to line out who's going to play in different places but I think even the midfield has changed an awful lot like yeah. Grimley I don't know if he's injured he's having to help um, now either yeah, like, a couple you know. of men injured. like I think they have maybe uh, another couple of strong midfielders out there but uh, I just don't think he has settled his team like even in the Ulster final I think that was there for them mm. but Stefan Campbell didn't start that no. day whether he was injured or whatever I thought it very strange because there was an Ulster final there I oh, thought to be the to be, yeah. to be won yeah. for them with the yeah. whole things that went on with Derry yeah. but just didn't get them across the line This yeah. is a crazy question lads Should teams be practising penalties at the moment this week? I'd be very surprised if they weren't John honestly because you look at the four games that we're lining up this weekend and I mean it's like Christmas Eve for a football fan like it's brilliant just just chatting off air there about all the games they're very very hard to call every one of them yeah. every one of them there's going to be very little in all of them and yes absolutely could we see extra time and penalties in two three out of the games I wouldn't be at all surprised so no. I suppose the question I'm kind of trying to get to is is it negligent not to be Absolutely, I, I, I totally think yeah. it is, but I'm sure, Sean, you've been involved with teams before taking penalties and stuff like that. What would it lead to? What does it lead in a train? Would know, you like yeah. to put a penalties train set no. in the middle of a train set? No, you no, wouldn't, no, because why no. is giggling, messing, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. So, if you were to do it, I you presume you'd need to take your yeah. six or seven or eight mm. best, right? Take them aside and really focus on it, because any penalty uh, sessions you've seen, yeah. it's messing and giggling, and these matches are too big to be at that. So, but to answer your question, I think it'd be mad not to practice it. Mm. But all in all, I wish it wasn't part of it. I wish penalties wasn't part of it. No, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the other ball, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 that and and like you've you've, I mean, you know, uh, you've two former intercounty players sitting here, and you put too much into it, John, for the lottery, for, for lottery of a penalty yeah. shootout. You really yeah. do, you really do. And I mean, you have 
like we spoke about uh, I suppose earlier in the year the football championship was getting criticised because there was all these games and blah 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 you know but for me I, I loved the format and I and I have loved it yet yeah, it, it's taken a while for the match to spark and, but look at us now where we're at the first weekend in July you could say and we're in the summer and we've, we're buzzing we're buzzing we've four fantastic games right but for those for those players of those eight teams you know to have that possibility of going out on a penalty shootout hanging over you it's it's not right. It's not right. And I know we're have a condensed season and we need to get a winner. But it's it's a, it's an awful way if it'd be a, team, a little bit too condensed. If a team is to go out on a penalty shootout this weekend, it's yeah. it'll be an awful yeah. killer like, like you, know? you you look at the Ulster final with Derry and Armagh. Do you know what I mean? I, I just think not only this year's work for Armagh and Kieran McGinney, there's years of work gone in there. Absolutely. And the great, yeah. the Have won all the titles since 2008. Yeah. Do you know uh, what I mean? Do you know? It, and you I go think out, it's very unfair. You go out in a penalty yeah. shootout. Like, but that, there's, a, there's a few kind of like little um, bombs that could go off around this in terms of that uh, being or, and the advance mark. So there's a, an advance mark to win the All-Ireland. This could happen. Could, yeah. yeah. Could, yeah. Another... another Rule that there was no need for it. Totally Absolutely no you. need for it. It's, and they're getting away with it at the moment. But an Armagh Galway was such a novelty last year yeah. that we kind of yeah. we were okay with it. But yeah. it got, could yeah. get to the stage yeah. where the, 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 the sorry on the, the the one I think a great example of the of the the advanced mark was the Kildare winner against was it Roscommon the previous um, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was, you no, that was the right way. It was the right way. You could see it was a, it was a, it was a pre-planned move, pr- obviously practiced in training, and no. Pro- I love to see that high ball. Been involved with coaching yourself as well, Owen. If you practice that, lads, we're a draw game coming down the stretch. We need to work a score here. Are we going to use a mark? Yes. How are we going to work it? Brilliant. But these little chipped passes from outside the 45 into a David Clifford or a Conor Callaghan or a Shane Walsh. Fantastic kickers of the ball. A little pop pass giving a defender who's been tight as you could be to a, one of the top quality forwards in the country and it's just a little pop pass over the 45 sure David Clifford from inside the 45 could kick it no problem Shane Walsh obviously has, has had a difficult year O'Callaghan Paul Mannion it's 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 a, and listen I'm a forward so I I should be I should be loving this but I'm sure it's a killer for the defender yeah and, it's and I'm sure I'm sure if you know. asked a lot of the supporters thousands of people coming oh. to Dublin this weekend you know coming up the road they do want to see it what no. do they want to see they want to see forwards taking on the man David Absolutely. Clifford Conor Callan yeah. Conor McManus yeah. that's what you pay in to see yeah. now the 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 kickout mark is fair enough because that's part of that's the game fine. we do want to yeah. see yeah. But you want to see the forwards taking on defenders. That brings the That's excitement. It lifts yeah. the supporters off, off their seats seeing that. You, you and it just is taken away from that a wee yeah, bit Yeah, you me. mentioned the word buzz, John, there about the games. Sure, that's what you want. You'll have... You'll have there's quoted over 65,000 coming into Croke Park today. There's about... Full house tomorrow. Full house tomorrow. Conor Callaghan taking on Portugal Hora down at the hill 16 with a full hill or this little pop pass over the 45 for a mark and it's Aussie whole, rules you can hear the crowd you can actually feel yeah. it in the crowd just yeah. deflating you know yeah. so yeah. I think it's a rule that the GA definitely have to look at yeah I hope so uh, on the way to Croker to watch Kerry Tyrone not being a cute Kerry you know what but Tyrone always capable of catching us cold very nervous Fran on 53106 we've got a curmudgeon in the house ah Jesus lads contradiction your savings is hilarious Tyrone will put two on Clifford and pack the shooting zone if Clifford's out in the 45 defence is pulled apart Monon could have scored three goals against Kildare in fact they should have conceded four Kerry in Dublin Derry plus four Armagh by six says a very certain texture we'll get a lot to them <laughs> he, yeah, he should go to the bookies if he's that if he's that, <laughs> uh, if he's that certain yeah no I think our point about Clifford was basically that he, he 
the point I was trying to make with David was that he has to mix up his game. I mean, it's no good to Jack O'Connor to see David Clifford inside around the top of the D being double marked by today by Ronan McNamee and, you know, um, Hamsey or one of these guys getting back in front of him. Absolutely no point. David Clifford needs to mix up his game. And I think he's learned that over the last couple of years. Um, Owen's point was that if he does come out to the top of this, uh, the, the, or come out that bit further, how Tyrone are going to counteract that? You know, do you, do you drive Clifford down the field? You know, I think they were valid points. But you don't need to defend yourselves, guys. You played inter-county <laughs> football at the top level. You don't need to defend yourselves. Have you? Like, is it hard to kick a penalty with a way in, in Gaelic football? Is it difficult or is it easier? I never take one. They wouldn't let me take it. So I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that. I never took one for the county, but uh, you know, it's 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 it is. I mean, the goals obviously it's in that bit closer. Um, but you know, goalkeepers are so well coached now. You know, back in the day, on it would have been. Well, you know, yeah. Just closely looking at the Ulster final, you looked at Ethan Rafferty and your man in goals for Derry. Like they looked massive in goals. Yeah, they didn't they do, look yeah. like much space. Yeah. You could hit the hit mm-hmm. the ball too, and there was a lot of them penalties missed. So I, I think it's quite difficult in the yeah. games. To yeah. score and, 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 and keepers, you talk about practicing penalties. Keepers are practicing for them as well. You know, because they can say face a penalty from open play as well so they're, they're, they're on top of their game when it comes to that you know yeah. Monaghan's Owen Lennon Kerry Sean O'Sullivan in studio with us for the Saturday panel looking ahead to the All-Ireland quarterfinals remember it's Kerry Tyrone 3.45 we got Ross Munley down at Croke Park to update us throughout the afternoon we're on air until 5 then it's Armagh against Monaghan at 6 o'clock then tomorrow we've got Derry Cork 1.45 and Dublin versus Mayo at 4 we're going to preview all of the matches and get all the verdicts from our panel after the break you can text us 53106 if you're on the road the passenger there if you want to give us a shout out uh, please do so and if you have any questions for the lads any expert analysis uh, questions you want to get do so 53106 at the cost of 30 cents you can also tweet us that off the ball we're back after the news don't go away folks And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. And the Saturday panel continuing our build up to the All Ireland Senior Football Quarterfinals with the former Kerry forward Sean O'Sullivan and the Monaghan midfielder Owen Lennon. You can text us uh, five three one zero six. Uh, what's your panel's opinion on how to navigate intercounty relationships around this weekend? Tyrone man married to a Kerry woman. Uh, well, this is a family show. Uh, I would say cook <laughs> breakfast in the morning. Maybe wear one of those half and half jerseys. Yeah, funny we have the same problem because I'm married to an Armagh woman. So oh, we right. uh, we'd mixed jerseys on this morning and one wee lassie up on the rock outside the house waving a morning flag at me and the other one running about with an arm ass so good crack in the house so I don't want to offend any arm people because yeah, they yeah, look yeah, after me well yeah, up there yeah it's uh, it's not easy is it no, 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 no. <laughs> the bragging rights and everything good banter. Good banter. Um, so Cork Derry tomorrow uh, what is the situation with Derry obviously you've seen them twice uh, in this season can they win the All-Ireland Um. I'm not so sure, you know, the change of management there. I don't think the performances have been just as good since uh, Rory has left them. Uh, I still think they're going to be hard to beat. They're a really good team. Yes, Rory put them systems in place for them, but I'm not just sure if they're good enough now. I think maybe if, if Rory had been still with them, yes, they'd be real contenders. But that day against Monaghan, like up in Derry, you know, uh, Monaghan really made them look quite ordinary that day. Um, so I, for me, I don't think they are now. They're still going to be a good team, and it's going to take a, a good. Are they team vulnerable to beat then them. tomorrow? Do you think to Cork? Uh, slightly, but I still think uh, Derry will beat them. I, I, th- I think Cork have tried to take on a more defensive system, nearly copying, if you like, that Derry system. But Derry are far more well schooled than, than Cork are at this stage. I think so. I think Derry will will pip. Shane McGuigan's been a, one of the, the the key players this year. Yeah, yeah, see, like a lovely left foot on him. Very, very hard to mark, um, you know. So, and then Paul Cassidy and different boys are chipping in with scores. And that day against Monaghan, like, 
they just really looked at Monaghan and exposed them. They got runners from everywhere. They got you know scores from the full back line, half back line, midfield. As you know, uh, Brendan Brendan Rogers has been a re- revelation for them in the middle. So yeah, they really will go at Cork. But here, Cork have Horley back and of that new guy in a full forward. Um, his name Sherlock. Is Sherlock. Yeah. You know he, he he's going to take Marken as well. But I just think the two defensive systems. I think uh, Derry will be a way further down the line than Cork are yeah, at the minute. And I think that, that's the difference, really, John, between the two teams at the moment. John Cleary is building a really good thing in Cork uh, as much as it pains me to say it but uh, they are really coming and the two wins they put back to back now the thing about Cork was they'd always produce one big performance in a summer but could they back it up? Or even in the COVID year when they beat yourselves and Exa- lost to Pereira. Exactly. And I think that's so that's Cork in a nutshell, the Cork of the last maybe five, six, seven years. But what they've done this year is they beat Mayo and they backed it up with a, a real tight, dogged win over Roscommon. You know, OK, it took a point in the last minute, but that was a huge psychological win for Cork because the question marks over them was, could they put two of those wins back to back? Now, I think the, the, the this is a different test. Like, you know, this Derry team, as you said, Owen, are way further down the line. I know they've had their own issues with their change of management, but the players are still working off those systems that Rory Gallagher put in place. They all know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when they have the ball. They know what they're doing when they don't have it. And I think particularly building on last year and how far deep they got into the championship they're just that bit ahead of Cork Cork will definitely put it up then tomorrow because they're coming to Croke Park with nothing to lose I think yeah, Cork are in bonus yeah. territory to be honest with you but I just think Derry will have that little bit of steel that little bit of know-how from being together longer mm-hmm. and working on their systems that bit longer yeah. to shut Cork down um, but you're right Cork have some exciting players particularly up front I think Derry will just have a bit too much for them Yeah, yeah. and even like uh, Cork beat Mayo the last day but say if the top two teams had went through in them groups I'm not so sure if Cork would have beaten Mayo do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. um, but Mayo had two wins under their belt yeah. um, of course they were going out to win the match but I think there was more for Cork to win that match was more than Mayo for them, yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah so I'm not I just yeah Cork are making progress but I just don't think they're there yet like uh, ladies All Ireland Senior Championship Group 3 Round 3 Kerry 220 Cavan 25 a result from Ossensack Park in Tralee at the moment half time at Cale Park in Group 1 Round 3 Mayo 7 points Leash 2 uh, actually there's just an update to that now Mayo 1-9 Leash 3 so we've got an update to that uh, score um, we also have obviously the Ashes going on the British Masters Golf we'll keep you up to right up to speed and the Curra the first Group 2 race uh, goes to post in about 7 minutes time the early stud stakes and I remember it's, uh, it's day 1 of the Tour de France in Bilbao so, Dublin Mayo. Are Dublin a bit like the Kerry team of the late 80s, uh, Sean, in that you know, we all know the names are household names. Mm-hmm. So, uh, James McCarthy, Kieran Kilkenny, Dean Rock, Stephen Cluxon, as we mentioned already. But it, it, there's so much familiarity about what they did. Do they still have it, I suppose, is the question. Yeah, it's a, and it's a great question, John. Like I saw that Dublin panel released for the Mayo game there That's the other scary. night. scary. Scary, John. But on legacy as opposed to... Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, they, they definitely aren't the team they once were. But I definitely think there's there's a kick in them. There's one kick in them left. And for me, um, you need impact off your bench. And listen, we all know about teams being released and that, that more than likely won't be the Dublin team that starts and we'll have to wait and see before throwing. But if you're weighing all the eight teams up at the moment who are left in the, in the All-Ireland Championship, they definitely have the best bench that's out there. 
you know if you go on what's released there that Desi Farrell released on last night was it or Thursday night they have the best impact off that bench and in games that we just spoke about there in the first half of the show they're going to be so tight and very little to call in them kick of a ball and possibly some of the games to have the quality that Desi Farrell has at his disposal to come in off and change a game it's Dublin or streets ahead for me in terms of, of, of what he has available uh, I actually would rate Mayo next in line Kerry then maybe and, and, and take the rest after that but that's going to be huge at this weekend and I think that's something he can re, uh, really call on Desi Farrell but I take your point yeah compared to that team that Mick O'Dwyer had towards the 80s when I suppose he was trying to get that very last bit of inch out of them to win another All-Iron and then go again and go again it can it can uh, it can hit a wall but I think there's one last kick in this Dublin team and I think that might if Dublin win tomorrow John they'll be very very hard stopped very hard stopped very close against Kerry that's probably the best we've seen of those you know we haven't really seen Kerry and Dublin play to that level I know Kerry beat Galway between the All-Ireland when Galway were the coming team and Galway might, might have been a bit unlucky this year with injuries and that kind of thing and maybe the way the structure that it should have been head-to-head as opposed to not head-to-head but it should be on scoring to get Galway through um, but when you're looking at Dublin are, with, with the Jim Gavin era they were so beautifully fluid with mm-hmm. the possession game and then they'd eventually um, expose teams and, and, and wear teams down mm-hmm. um, is the system with Dublin as good as it was uh, I suppose my question is do we know the style of play Dublin are, like how are they going to play it tomorrow against Mayo are they going to wait going to soak it up and then try to hit Mayo in the last 10 minutes I think so yeah and I don't think Desi Farrell has tried to reinvent the wheel with this group of players because they were so used to playing that system as you as you alluded to there the fluid system under Gavin yes he's brought his own type of style to it Um, I think tomorrow I think usually when we used to go to Croke Park our aim was to really quieten the crowd and try and stifle Dublin early on if we could get a few early scores up on the board I think tomorrow, if Mayo are going to, co- I think Mayo will be the team trying to come with that early. They'll be trying to really bring that momentum on from the Galway win. Now, I don't think Galway were, or sorry, Mayo were all that great against Galway. They got over the line. They probably should have pushed on in the second half and won by more. But I think Mayo will be trying to make that early, real, intense start tomorrow. And Dublin will be the team that, as you said, will just be calm, soak it up, get their guys on the ball who just bring the game down to their pace, the Fintons, the McCarthys. And slowly but surely then start to bring their, their clutch players into the game, the, the O'Callaghan's. I think Mannion could start, to be honest with you. I think he could be in the corner. Um, and get uh, Kilkenny, obviously, is still, for me, he's still the guy that glues all that together up front. But Dublin are going to face a real Mayo hurricane early on. And that's what Mayo are going to bring. Now, Mayo could blitz you they could blitz you like they have the players to do that in the first 10-15 minutes if they hit the ground running so Dublin are going to be very very aware of that composed and soak it up and then I think you'll see as the game goes on Dublin will start to ask their questions of Mayo and we all know look John for whatever reason it is when Mayo asks questions in Croke Park unfortunately for them and their supporters they haven't come up with the answers and I think if the game is in the melting pot with maybe 10 minutes to go Dublin's experience that you speak about there will come to the fore and they'll get over the line James O'Donoghue was saying on the football pod that he, he was definitely in favour of Mayo um, look when you think about it on, on the, on the, on the f- facts of it uh, Owen they've beaten Galway in their backyard they've beaten Kerry first time Clarney defeat since 1995 um, what's not to like 
Yeah, no, I, I give Mayo a real chance in this match because uh, I think they will. I know they weren't great last week, especially in the first half, and even on the stats on the kickouts. I've mm. rarely seen a team winning uh, a match with that poor mm. uh, stat yeah. on, on on their own kickout. But they changed that the second half. But I think now they'll come roaring up the road. They'll be buzzing. They'll can't wait. This is the match they also wanted. I think like that. I think Mayo can get ahead of them. I think they can quell the Dublin crowd a wee bit. But Dublin have all that experience to have serious players being there, done that numerous times. And if they stay in the match up to 50, 60 minutes and it's fairly close, possibly Dublin may get over the line. But Mayo, Mayo will be jumping out of their skin. And they have to play with that motion and that and but they do yeah. they're, they're yeah. capable yeah. of that oh, they, like they, I, are. Yeah. they have to bring that yeah. 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 otherwise yeah. they don't really have a chance yeah. Yeah. Like my, 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 my trouble with Mayo if they do bring that in the beat uh, Dublin it's harder, it's harder to repeat we see that in the, in the game against yeah. Toronto a couple yes, of years ago yes and that's that's what can happen but here can they do that of course they oh, can yeah. do it in abundance for 50-60 minutes but can the whole out keep Mannion out O'Callaghan uh, James all those guys coming at you for 70 minutes I'm, I'm not so sure Mayo as good as anything that's left in their forward division you know and even Durkin was fantastic against Galway he really you know he was brilliant driving on from the half back line kicked two superb points in the second half when they really needed to eat into that Galway lead you know and he drove everyone forward Uh, McBride driving forward for that goal the little slip with Aidan O'Shea Mayo have all the tools in the box John if they want to go after Dublin tomorrow but as Owen said can they sustain it over the 60-70 minutes because Dublin won't go away they just have that in their their locker because of years of building it up and even the new guys that they've brought in the Bugglers and these type of fellas Colin Gatt- Pascal, yeah. Pascal uh, Gannon at cornerback is a good operator you know these fellas that have come in to replace all those brilliant players that Dublin have lost they're good players too you know so uh, and they're at home in Croke Park they'll have their crowd behind them I expect it to be a cracker of a game but I just I'm just leaning towards the dubs I think yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out a draw in this match yeah. I'm just me my fear is that Dublin could be you know the har- it's hard to know they haven't had that many difficult matches yes they drew at Roscommon but they come through the Leinster Championship quite easy so they haven't really been tested and this is a massive test so it just could take them you know 20-25 yeah. minutes to get up to that pitch well, they, well, of the they've game. not faced that pitch then you don't think this season not so. no. not Really, no. not really. They're like what Mayo is going to bring now um, will be different than yeah. they have they've experienced during the league or anything like that. If Mayo so are to win, how how do they win? Oh, they've, they, it's 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 their forward division, John. Like the Rhino Dunahoo's, the Jordan Flynn's. Um, it's again getting your hands on the ball around the middle of the field. You know, is Ruan going to be back in? He'll be a big addition now if he's back in. I actually haven't seen the Mayo team has been released today. Yet. I just forget about the teams, folks. I know. Listen out there, just forget about GA teams that are released <laughs> during the week. It's a load. Of, it's just you know, it's just it's invisible ink. Yeah. Squeeze, squeeze an orange on it, and you get a different player. Yeah, yeah true. I just, well, take thirteen of them. Yeah, there'll yeah. always be one or two. always be one or two. Yeah, yeah but Ruan Ruan will be a. Big, like, I don't think Jack McCarthy will start tomorrow you don't think so no, no, no. no, no. Um, Ruando will be a big addition to Gal- if Mayo if he comes in if he comes in like they, they missed him you talk about the, the kickouts they really missed him against Galway um, as I said John they, they have they have the, the tools and the armour up front uh, Tommy Conroy looks like he's buzzing I know he was playing in a kind of a deeper role we talk about McManus coming off the bench or starting for, for Monaghan uh, Killian O'Connor the top mm-hmm. scorer in the championship came on first ball he got against Galway a super score See I wouldn't have heard this uh, argument about Mayo maybe in the last 10-15 years it was always about the wing backs the runners you know the Lee Keegans these are the type of players and they would have Killian O'Connor and that would be it 
Yeah, no, oh, that, no, that, that, no, have, no, that they've changed. Real good they've forwards they've now. really developed. Yeah, like yeah. in fairness, there was an awful lot of pressure on Killian over That's the years to deliver. Yeah. But now there's other guys chipping in with scores. So and it gives them a real chance. And there was time. huge pressure on Keegan as well. Like, I mean, sure, look, they, himself and Dean Connolly did a brilliant piece there during the week. Yes. I'm not sure where it was. It was brilliant. Yeah. Two guys who used to go at each other. My God, it was brilliant to watch. But there was huge pressure on Keegan too because he was he was not only put on probably Dublin's best player in Connolly, but he was also expected to drive Mayo forward from the back, you know. Yeah, so and nearly won it in 2017. Exactly. For them. Did you have you a player know? like that? You, the, the, you remember you'd know Lillary and Paul Gavin had a, a, a great rivalry as Brilliant. well. Yeah, they used to have really, really great, uh, great battles. Um, not always uh, within the letter of the law, <laughs> no, in fairness. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I watched Noel O'Leary's Laker Gale and uh, it was brilliant, you know. Um, uh, you know there was a real that they had a real history but uh, oh, you get matchups like that down through the years who was you know. your toughest opponent then for me uh, definitely Philip Jordan was, was, was right up there for Tyrone oh my god he was just impossible he was there next to you all the time you just couldn't get an inch of space from him he was fantastic you know great great player Philip yeah um you know but yeah look just going back to me oh, if if they can get you know, we we speak about the Kerry forwards, the Dublin forwards. As I said, me are right up there. If they can get that supply into them, and I don't think you know they still do really back themselves with their running game. You know, from the half back line, we just spoke about Durkin there. But I think uh, under Max Day, they've definitely developed more of a kicking game, and they want to get that ball into their danger in that bit quicker. And where where better to do that than, yeah. than Croke Park? And, and Aidan O'Shea is having a good Focal year as point. well. Focal point, Focal point, point playing attack, well, yeah. and I know he, he takes a lot of criticism. I think he's a great player yeah. because he takes so much attention and it can free up other players Versus as well. Play then tomorrow? Oh, definitely a full forward Inside. for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though he just done that simple, and I think he, the the goalkeeper's three right. in his That's hand, right. yeah. he just yeah. left it down nicely and passed off the ball. Just simple football, but he. He, he's playing well for Mayo so um, you know that's another danger yeah, as well and, and you talk about the experience that Dublin have sure look at Aidan's experience okay he mightn't have unfortunately for him I, I, I'd, I'd hate to see it I, I really would like to see you know I think Mayo is everybody's second team you know and, and I'd hate for Aidan O'Shea to end his career without an All-Ireland medal but the experience he brings to that Mayo setup is is huge like a lot of players in that position against Galway when that ball came into them his man was right up against him it was Kelly I'd say was it or someone and he another player would have just loved to have just maybe turned their man and onto their left foot and popped their own score he didn't he saw the bigger picture he knew McBride was in behind and had a chance for a goal lovely little soft hands and in he was that's huge experience that, that he'll have to bring to Mayo as well tomorrow you know and even the finish for McBride for a Br- full back brilliant do you know what brilliant. I mean most yeah. of them would drive it yeah. you looked at the Kildare shot last week to come off the crossbar yeah. he really sort of looked that way and drove it to the far corner so that, that comes back to coaching as well like you yeah. do shooting drills and training mm. the shooting drills back in the day used to be right the back squint behind the goals lads and the forwards kick kick away there everyone's involved in the shooting now John because McBride, Sean Kelly Tom Sullivan they can find themselves anywhere on the pitch now and they need to be able to execute it like I look at Tom Sullivan for Kerry he he's as good as, think he has he's, as good as he's as good as any forward in the game when he gets into a scoring position for me he's Tom Sullivan has reinvented the game as a back he uh, I know I'm a Liverpool fan but he reminds me now of the way Kerry deploy him now he might be different tomorrow he might have to go real man to man on McCurry or Canavan but when Tom Sullivan is left to his own devices he reminds me of what Klopp is trying to do with Trent Alexander-Arnold now Tom plays up in that kind of just behind the midfield or even a little bit more forward and he nearly dictates the play they want to get him on the ball he'll spray the passes yeah. and he'll also get on the end of a score then to get a shot off I think he's kind of reinvented that position do you know Who's the Bruno Fernandez? is he not a fan of the uh, 
Yeah. Man and team. <laughs> um, yeah, just from the modern point of view, then we'd be looking at Carl O'Connell. He's, he, he's having a great season. He's having a top, having a great top, year. top season. Like yeah. for his age, he's just a credit. Like just <laughs> the modern people just love him. Which is even the way he put his body on the line for that last ball mm-hmm. against Kildare. Um, but he's that type of player he's as well. He's driving at pace and he, he's going to take Handling today, or hopefully he will. Be- Be- Becks aren't Becks anymore. No, no, no. it's not one to 15. No, it's, it's, it's a total no. football if it you is, take the Dutch phrase. Yes, you, you are exploited uh, uh, or sorry you are exposed in one-on-one positions and there'll be times today where Jason Foley will be one-on-one with a Canavan or uh, you know tomorrow it could be you know uh, McBrien against uh, a Con. You, you are you are in those positions and you have to be able to defend and use your feet and use your hands and, and know what's around you um, but in, in, in a game overall backs have to be forwards and forwards have to be backs There's especially no in the half backs and half forwards they're constantly interchanging yeah. so you might yeah. set out to mark him but he, he'd be playing half back he could be anywhere time, so. yeah. but it's good to see that adds to the en- entertainment doesn't it I think Owen Lennon and Sean O'Sullivan in the last 45-50 minutes have proven to me that jeopardy is really you know such a huge thing because there's a bit of a vacuum in the season you got the league and then you got the provinces which to be honest Ulster aside are, are probably defunct and then you have the round robin and to be fair it's come good and now you have an amazing quarter final to, to final run in but we love the game and that's what we're hearing here today Absolutely yeah and and John is there things wrong with the season of course there is is there things to tidy up and look at again definitely but we've brought this thing in now for three seasons I think is it Give it, let it roll, let it roll. But the game as well. You're talking about the game as a. As oh, absolutely. It's not this turgid, yeah. boring. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That had and, ne- e- and even like I wouldn't be surprised this weekend. Even if you see some of the keepers scoring from play, like mm-hmm. Rory Began is quite yep. good at Ethan Rafferty. Obviously, you will have abandoned because it's winning and losing on the yeah, line. That'll yeah, bring so the abandoned into chances. Chances. So exactly. no, it's great for entertainment, and that's what you want to see. The likes of Thomas Sullivan come up kicking scores. McCurry may not want to see that, mm-hmm. but that, that's what people want. And yeah. people now, in fairness. I think a lot of coaches will be saying this weekend, go out and play, go out and take yeah. Somebody else will always cover back, yeah. you press on. You'll probably look at Falker today as well for Armagh. He's good for a score as well. So, you know, a lot of full-back line players now are told to go and somebody will cover for you. But that's yeah. adds to the yeah. entertainment. Will, like. And, and there, there will be periods of all the games as well, of course, where it will be cagey and teams will be checking each other out. But I think because yes. the word you just used, because there's jeopardy now, they will be going for the, the kill as well. You We've know. got 90 seconds left. Let's get the verdicts. Sean O'Sullivan, is, are the heart and the head aligned Kerry today? I'm going to go for Kerry by two or three points, John. Yeah, I think they'll get over the line. Uh, I'm going to plump for Monaghan to beat Armagh. Go on. I'm going to go for Dublin to beat Mayo. And I'm going to go for Derry to beat Cork. So Derry, Monaghan, Dublin and Kerry. That's my four. Well, I can't go against my own county. I'll, <laughs> I'll go for Armagh, or sorry, for Monaghan. I think Armagh is going to um, really test Monaghan. But if Monaghan on their day to get their scores, yes, yes, they can beat them. Uh, I think Derry would possibly beat Cork. The Mayo Dublin don't rule out a, a draw there. And, and to come just, through in, in extra time? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Mayo. Um, and then my other game is, sorry, Kerry and Tyrone. Ca- I can Kerry see, I, I can see, I don't, <laughs> he's here beside me and I'm standing by, <laughs> but I think Tyrone can right. Pip Kerry. Why? Yeah. Just just briefly, why? Uh, I just think they're going to bring that intensity, nastiness that they had before. They're really going to go at it and they're a wee bit more tested than Kerry at this stage and they may just pip them. Owen Lennon of Monaghan, Sean O'Sullivan, Kerry, such gents come in, appreciate your time. Thank you. Lads, John. you can switch off now, you can have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can anyway. Well, I, in, I invited Owen, but after his predictions now, he can go home for <laughs> buy me own drink. <laughs> We're back after this break with Johnny Mercer previewing the Irish Derby on Off the Ball here on Newstalk.
Gaelic football on off the ball with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more <laughs>